Forge FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. My word, what a rocket. Now, let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hello, my Forge faithful. Anthony Urcioli with you on the Forge Audio Network, your official home of the reigning Defending undisputed Canadian Premier League champions, Forge FC. This is the match day preview. Pacific FC, the first road match of the season for Forge, goes down Sunday, 8 o'clock, all the way out west at Starlight Stadium. Forge coming off a pair of draws to open their 2023 campaign domestically anyway. There's a Canadian Championship win sandwiched in between. But they started with a one-all draw at home. The Calvary, they won their Canadian Championship opener against Laval, 3-0. And now back to domestic play, another drop, uh, one all. First match against Calvary was 2-2. The latest one was one all. Either way, Forge beginning the year with a pair of draws. Pacific feeling pretty good about their 2023 thus far. They have a win at home against their new arch rivals geographically, Vancouver FC. That was 1-0. They won their Canadian Championship opener against Cavalry, which was a big one. That was in PKs, and they advanced. And the Pacific earning a draw just uh, three days later against the same club from Calgary, Cavalry um, at, at Pacific at home there, and that was a one-all draw. So, so far, it's been a clean start for Pacific, albeit a draw in their last match. They're feeling pretty good about themselves to start the year, especially after a campaign last year where they did not get the results they wanted and thought they should have at least deserved more uh, than they ultimately got. But fresh start, and the, the, the slate has been wiped clean, and Pacific's been playing really good football to start the year, and they're at home. Always a difficult place to play as Starlight Stadium. Forge knows that all too well as um, they find themselves back in hostile territory. We're going to bring in Adam Jenkins, one of the most recognizable voices in this sport, in this country, play-by-play guy for One Soccer, and he joins the program now as we tee up this match between Pacific and Forge. Welcome back to the Forge Audio Network 2023 edition. Thank what you have you been much. up to for the last uh, you know year or so? <laughs> year or so I, I think most people at this point know my misadventures on snowmobiles in the couple of weeks of Canadian football that we've had so it's been busy uh, I will say I like that I'm on every episode with the Forge Audio Network for the intro so I feel like I've never left it's true you're always <laughs> with us in one way or the other um, you know you, you do watch this league maybe at least as much, if not more than, than anybody else. And you're at, you're calling the game. So of course you would be. And even when you're not, I'm sure you're watching tape and watching highlights and trying to keep your, uh, your ear to the ground, so to speak. So to start this year, I, you know, it, it's, I mean, we, we know what Forge has done. It's, mm-hmm. it's always been a bit of a feeling out start for Forge. It's the way they tend to start a pair of draws domestically, Pacific, though, I mean, and I granted, I haven't watched all of their matches, but it, it seems like Pacific's feeling pretty good about their start to the year. They get that win against their new rivals in Vancouver, a uh, pair of favorable-ish results out of Calvary, 
has Pacific looked better this year? Because I know last year was a bit of a disappointment for them. Yeah, I think when you consider the off-seasons that the two clubs have had, the two and only two Canadian Premier League champions, they couldn't be more opposite. Forge does nothing except replace one of their best players with someone who has the pedigree to be as good, if not better, depending on fitness and, and how long Card James is in the league. And then Pacific have their, they bring in their striker that they had finally sought after and a pretty good one, you'd have to say, the CPL's second all-time leading scorer after Taron Campbell, at least amongst those who were still active in Easton Ungaro, and then just a crop of new midfielders and young, exciting players. So of course you're curious, Anthony, what that's going to look like when they take the pitch. And while I think you could say Cavalry have had the toughest start to their schedule with Forge and then Pacific twice. You get Pacific starting their season with a brand new opponent that they don't know entirely. Obviously, there are some staff members and starting players that they're familiar with in in Caden Chung and Mark Village and and obviously the captain Callum Irving in in goal. So there was that unknown quantity about Vancouver. I thought they played well. They definitely deserved the victory. And then those two matches against Cavalry where you're yesterday or Sunday, depending on what we're taping this, we know we're cheating a little bit by telling you we're taping this on Monday, but (laughs) when they played the match on Sunday is what I'm after. I think you have two very tired teams and for Cavalry, they haven't been home. They don't have their home opener until the weekend. They played them tight like you'd expect it to. And I think Pacific would tell you that Cavalry didn't play scared in the second half of Sunday's match, but they certainly played conservative. Mm. Um, so with what I mean by that is Pacific was invited to knock on the door and try and beat Marco Carducci. And they do by the back of Josh Hurd's back and head or however else that ball went into the net. But I think Pacific would be a little bit frustrated to not get the results, at least the full result in terms of a victory against Cavalry. Obviously they're through in the Canadian championship. So that's exceptional. Um, but in, in terms of your question of what to expect from them with all the offseason change, I, I think that they're an improved version of themselves from last year. I think when Easton's on the pitch, you get that look where you have the number nine that you can try and find service towards. Um, that gives you more of that aerial threat. And then when he's not on the pitch, they go super small, but very quick and very technical. And, and they can hurt you in different ways. So I honestly think James did a very admirable job this offseason, James Merriman. And they're certainly a better team than they were last year. And... I think they'll be happy. They're never satisfied like many clubs in the CPL, but for the start to the season, undefeated, advancing in the Canadian Championship, there's a lot going right with the Tridents right now. And you have to think that they're they're kind of salivating at this opportunity here. I mean, mm. if they're feeling good about themselves, now they have Forge, they're at home. This could be one of those kind of, you mark it down as an early statement game, at least for, for Pacific. Um, there has to be some excitement there that they're getting Forge at, at this stage of the year. Yeah, I think they're def- definitely going to look up to it. And again, it's, it doesn't get much easier from Cavalry being in town for two to Forge coming in. But I think with the, the time that they'll have had off between matches, we're still waiting to see what the word is on Manny Aparicio. Um, they don't seem to be too concerned about long-term uh, ailing with that with that injury he picked up in, in the Canadian Championship. But I think with the time to properly do a scout, which no team in the CPL has been able to do with the, with the crazy start to the year that they've had, I, I think they'll be feeling like this is a really good opportunity, especially being at home. The, the schedule makers were very kind to them. They have not had to leave Vancouver Island. So I think with how well they played Cavalry, the run of form they're on, I think they will be targeting three points here. And I think they're going to play with that sort of vim and vigor and, and go out and try and take the match and 
as you well know, as CPL supporters will not will well know, it's not an easy task against Forge. But uh, you mentioned the slower starts to the season for the Hammers, and I think that's that's been true again. Obviously, they played great against Cavalry, coming back every time they conceded, but they certainly weren't at their best against Halifax. And I think if Pacific or Pacific will think if Forge plays that way against them at the weekend, that they have a really good shot of getting their three points on home turf. What's been, it's early, but you kind of talked, you touched a bit on on Pacific, maybe tactically what they're going to look to do. Yeah. But it's always a little different. Teams play one way and then they play Forge and they kind of change a little bit. There's more of a low block. There's more of of a counter type game there. It's early, but Pacific style and the tactics, what is Forge likely looking at across the pitch uh, this weekend? Yeah, I think we're going to see at the moment the two best midfields in the Canadian Premier League, uh, especially if Manny Aparicio is healthy. I think Pacific have shown that they can that they can dictate, as, whether that's Sean Young playing a bit further forward. I mean, that young man, the hometown boy, is looking to me like one of, if not the next players to get moved on if Pacific want to, or if Pacific get a reasonable price for them. I put him up in that category with Rubens Pasillas and, and some of the others. He has been that good. And I just think with how they're built with the speed out wide, they can they can cause some problems. And it's, it's going to be up to Bobby to either a guess um, what sort of forward system they want to play. I would imagine Easton Ungaro starts that match, so you can sort of plan for that. But Bobby will tell you he doesn't care what the opponent is. He's going to play the way he wants to play, and, and that's that's evident. So I think you're going to get some stability, especially if they can get a Thomas Mayer-Jaguer back. You get that that center-back combination, really solid. Eric Lajeunesse, the rookie for Pacific, has done well, but he is no Thomas Mayer-Jaguer. So when they can lock that down, the biggest thing is the speed that they can play with on the wings, the technical players in midfield, and it's just it's such a different look. When you have Easton on the pitch for Pacific, you know that they're going to try and get him a lot of service and he's going to draw defenders in because he's six foot six and he can score goals for fun. But when you have Adonijah Reed on the pitch, he comes into more of that false nine, more of a 10, and he can distribute out wide, and then they need some of their midfielders to, to stick up. So we haven't really seen a lot from Pacific yet, surprisingly, in inset pieces, corners for kicks even. So we'll see if that evolution comes into their game as well. But I think I mentioned it earlier, Forge aren't going to change the way they play too much because they, they believe that they can be the side to antagonize and be the protagonist in matches. And and that is their right. They've, they've earned that reputation and they look good when they try and do it. So it's going to be interesting. I, I never expect Forge and Pacific to be high scoring games because I think in some ways they, they cancel each other's strengths out. And it's just about how, can they use their own focal points and strengths to, to try and get their goals. You know, uh, you kind of touched on him earlier, but uh, Mandrakar James is, I mean, he's been really fun to watch this year mm-hmm. for Forge and, and watching him live. And he's just always seems to be involved. He picks his spots. He gets involved in the attack when he can. I uh, never seems to sacrifice, you know, himself defensively as well. Some of us, you didn't really know what to expect. I mean, you knew about the resume and the pedigree, but how would that translate to this league? Yeah. Uh, at least from my vantage point. Um, he's been an amazing addition and potentially, I mean, he's already solidifying himself as one of the better defenders in the league. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I'll defer to you because this this schedule is so different. Usually I feel like I see Forge 175 times in the first month of the season and I haven't called a single Forge game yet. That might be the only team that I haven't called at this point of the season. So I'm watching the matches, but I'm not as, as focused on them. 
Um, I I will say two things here. One, and not that it's easier, but I think if you were to compare them, it is easier for defenders to come into this league and Mm -hmm. most leagues and and be themselves and show out um, than it is for, for forwards to do it. And to use Forge as an example, I don't think you have to look much further than Jordan Hamilton in terms of veteran, experienced, heavy difference makers that you know they can be. You have Mandricard James come in and slide in seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And you have Jordan, who has put in an unbelievable amount of work this offseason. It must be said, he, he looks physically and mentally very, very sharp. He's just waiting for the goals to follow. Um, but, but I think with Mandricard, it, it's also easier when you've been in that position as a center back, you've pretty much seen everything. Um, and, and now each team is going to give their own unique looks and you got to react in the moment in the matches. But I, I do think it's a bit of an easier transition, but that's that's not to take away from the work he's put in to be ready for it. Um, Daniel Crutzen does not leave small shoes to fill and you need a certain type of player who is confident to say, I might have only seen this league on tape and in scout, but from what I've seen and from how much I know of my own abilities, I'm confident that I'm going to be able to do my job. And, and so far, Mantricard James has done just that. You know, you mentioned the the midfield of Pacific, and these two clubs, you know, two of the better midfields um, in, in the league for sure. Forge have some decisions to make in terms of uh, who's mm-hmm. going to start this weekend. Uh, Alessandro Hojavarpour has, he scored big goals. I mean, it, it's it's weird to say and weird to think that he's still sometimes overlooked because he scored <laughs> big goals. But just the nature of his game, that just that reliable holding midfielder presence, just you've seen him now uh, a lot over your course of you know your broadcasting career. Just your thoughts on Ojab Rapport and where he kind of stands in the league and as a whole, as terms of midfielders go. Yeah, I, I think he's got to. It, obviously, this like if you're going to make a team of the season or like a CPL All Star team, it depends on the formation you want to play, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know that he's not in my best team in his position. Um, now he is the beneficiary of having two or three or four unbelievable partner options available to him at Forge, which makes anybody better. That's not just on Alley, but he's he's been fantastic and he's evolved his game. Um, he, he would have to tell you someday when he leaves the Canadian Premier League, whenever that is, what ultimately made him decide to come to Hamilton after just winning a CPL championship. But he obviously, I, I shouldn't say obviously, he in theory, saw something as a better opportunity to grow and to have more experiences and more eyes on him in Hamilton and just preferred the environment to what he had in Pacific. He was very good at Pacific. He was unknown at Pacific. And then he wins a championship and he and he scores the header and all that. And then he moves on to Forge and he goes and he, he develops his game. He has a, a more refined toolkit at his disposal and then he scores in the championship game <laughs> like stop me if you've heard of this before he's mm-hmm. just he's he's not a player that ever displays any uncertainty or fear he's a confident kid and he's just getting better and he is so high up in the the young stars that have come through i think there's a lot of guys who have rightfully earned the spotlight because they were maybe 24 25 26 in the prime of their career when they came to the cpl where Ali is a, a former U21 Canadian player of the year. And he's a, still a very young man and he continues to get better. And and like, he's the type of guy where in this league, it's tough to point to a weakness in his game. Um, and there will be challenges for him, of course, like anybody, especially when he does take that next step. He's one that for me, it's when, not if he, he goes to another level. Um, but when you put him in that midfield and whether it's Kyle or Noah, and then 
Abubakar Sissoko. Like you're going to get excellence in midfield. There's a, there's a reason why they're the best midfield in the CPL because of the the how spoiled they are for choice. Yeah, and I mean Alex Sashinyodiansen, one of the better midfielders uh, or better defenders. No, no, center back. We're, we're, that ship, <laughs> that ship is long sailed, Anthony. Don't we tell might, Alex, but that. Ship yeah, we is might have to cut sailed. that. I don't know if we can hear that. <laughs> All right, Adam Jenkins, you're getting some well deserved time off. Uh, a, yes. a voice that's become synonymous with this league. Um, you get to rest the, your voice a little bit for the next few days. So uh, yeah, enjoy that. But, yeah, get these vocal cords the rest that they need, and then we'll, we're back at it again this weekend. Looking forward Listen. to it. Those are the money makers. You got you to take care of them. <laughs> it's certainly not this. It's all here. It's all here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, no comment. It's all <laughs> for the, the whole. Best. That's the why whole pack, I keep coming back. The whole package is great. All right, Adam Jenkins, thanks so much for doing this. Cheers. And now here are your three keys to the match for Forge FC as they look to secure three points on the road against Pacific. Key number one for Forge: silence, starlight, starlight stadium. As mentioned, very, very difficult place to play. I mean, Pacific's quality as it is, but when you, I mean, just look at the stadium on, on television. It's the, the fans are right over top of you. It's very intimate, very tight when you're the away team. And when things aren't going your way, it's very kind of con- constricting and it's a loud crowd. They're always making noise. So for Forge, the best way to silence an away crowd is by Forge playing their game. And that is ball possession, ball control. Do not give the fans anything to cheer about. They can chant all they want, but keep them in their seats. Give them nothing. And you can do that by controlling play. Make it frustrating. Listen, you're the home club. You're the, you're the home side. You're the home fans. You, you don't want to see the away club with the ball. That's boring. That's the last thing you want to see. So if Forge can play their game where they get up around 55% possession, you know, minimally, we've seen them go to 60, 65 at times, keep control of the ball, keep the crowd out of it. Best way, best way to keep the crowd out of it leads us to key number two for Forge. Early opener. Scoring first would do wonders on multiple levels. Pacific's feeling really good. And they are salivating at this opportunity of playing Forge FC, one of their rivals, right? The class of the league, three titles in four seasons. You all know that. Pacific knows that. Their fans know that. Pacific's feeling pretty good. And they're in form. Score early if you're Forge FC. Maybe not even early. Early opener is the key, but scoring first. I mean, that's kind of the key. That, that's the real key here. But early opener sounded um, sounded better. So we're going to go with early opener. But for Forge, scoring first will do wonders. That'll, it'll take care of key number one and key number two. Scoring first, get on the board, silence that crowd. And once you're up and, and you play that ball possession game, it's that much more frustrating for Pacific and for their fans. Key number three for Forge FC, simply striking. One thing we have seen from this club this season early on, the ball possession's been there. The movement off the ball has been almost perfect. They're playing the tempo they want. There's fluidity in the way they play. What's been missing is that final touch in the final third, that finish, that 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 clinical finish just isn't there. When that's when that's happening, and this I mean this can go to any sport, but in this sp- sport specifically, simplify things. Get the ball on target. Maybe it's a rebound. Maybe it's a deflection. We saw a deflection goal go, go in off of um, it was Pasias scored last match because he was just in the right place, the right time. Sissoko hammered the ball 
after a great delivery and a great run by uh, Magic R. James. And it, it, it ended up being the uh, the tying goal for Forge FC. So simply striking, keep it simple. When things just aren't clicking, that final touch isn't there, don't worry about it. Just start hammering away. Get it on target. And at the end of the day, simple, you can never go wrong by simplifying your attack, especially when things aren't just quite going the way you want them to. All right, those are your three keys. Next up, Forge, Pacific, Sunday, 8 o'clock. I know I'll be watching. Hope you will too. Keep it locked on to the Forge Audio Network. Again, your official home, Forge FC. Plenty more coming down the pipeline. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you later. Forge FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.